Hello, and welcome to the Indie Author Weekly Podcast, where you get to hear about the behind-the-scenes journey of my adventures as an indie author. I'm your host, Sagan Morrow, and to date, I have written and published seven rom-coms in the Polyamorous Passion series, plus several business books for solopreneurs. My next romance novel, Small Town Stilettos, A Modern Marriage of Convenience, is coming out very soon on Tuesday, July 25th, 2023. So with that in mind, today I want to share with you some quick background about Small Town Stilettos. What really inspired the book? So a few little uh, tidbits of real life inspiration that made their way into this story. So Small Town Stilettos, this idea for the novel, it's about a, a fashion designer who goes to a small town and she is there because her aunt has recently passed away and she's in charge of handling the estate. And while she is there in this small town, which she cannot stand, she absolutely hates it, she ends up realizing that the only way to access her inheritance is if she marries her childhood sweetheart. And also at the same time, her other friend from childhood happens to be in town. So there's a love triangle aspect. She herself, the main character, Margaret, is not at all interested in marriage. She really digs her heels in, but she also wants the money because it will allow her to create a fashion line for bodies like hers. So there's there's a lot of different moving pieces to it. It's a lot of fun. It's a really good contemporary romance novel. So the idea for Small Town Stilettos came to mind when I myself was living in a very tiny town for the first year of the pandemic. There's a kayaking scene in the Small Town Stilettos novel, and I'm pretty sure that I came up with the idea for Small Town Stilettos while I myself was kayaking. Now, I was in this very tiny town because my spouse, Mr. Science, had a job there. And uh, when the pandemic started, you know, before that, he had been coming back and forth to Manitoba, where we were living at the time. He would come to Manitoba for a week and then he'd go back to work for a couple weeks in BC. And that was kind of the situation. But of course, when the pandemic started, um, air travel was not possible. So as a result, because I have my own business where I work from home, I moved out to this little town to be with him. And it was an experience to say the least. I am not a small town sort of person. I love living in the downtown of the city. And it was, it was again, it was an experience. So as a result, you know, it really helped me to deal with living there to be able to write a fictional version of it. That's really what kind of started it. So I really love this whole idea of playing with the tropes of small town life and exploring small town through the eyes of my protagonist, Margaret. So that's really what what started the entire concept of the Small Town Stilettos novel. Now, the town itself in the book is a fictional town. It's called Fort Edwin. And although it's a fictional town, it has a very similar layout and population size of 1,500 people and that type of thing. So the descriptions of the town are not, they are not an exact by any means replica of the town that I was living in, but there are some similarities. Um, for example, the, the pub that Margaret goes to 
in the small town stilettos book the pub she she mentions how it's on the outskirts of town it's not even in town so you actually have to drive to it and that was also the case with this little town that we were living in that i was living in with my spouse and we thought that that was the weirdest thing that you are basically encouraging people to drink and drive if they want to go out to this pub because the only way to get there was to drive to it so there's like little facets like that that are included in the novel and <laughs> some of the things that happen in the novel you know they are they are tropes of small town life but they aren't really that big of exaggerations they might seem like stereotypes but there's actually quite a bit of truth grounded in the small town you know quote unquote stereotypes that i've included in the small town stilettos novel um and i will say i know i've mentioned this in previous episodes but then the sequel to small town stilettos is going to treat small towns much better it's much kinder to small towns so i do just want to mention that but for example a couple of these like small town sort of, sort of stereotypes that happens to margaret is um in one instance a person who lives in the town tells her immediately they're like you're not from around here i know that you are not from town who are you and that actually happened to me and my spouse we were at the laundromat and this woman came in and she looked at us and she was immediately like i don't know you hi my name is who are you <laughs> like just immediately was wanting to know who we were and what we were doing in town um and you know another aspect in small town stilettos is that uh the lawyer arnold he mentions to margaret how uh the town facebook group has been talking about her and this is something that happened to me and my spouse we kayaked a lot on the lake and people would see us on the lake they knew us as the kayakers they would they would talk about us so there are little things like that that I felt were so, I don't know, so amusing to me living in cities my whole life that I just, I had to, I had to kind of include. A few other personal sort of inspirations for this story that I wanted to share with you today. Uh, the name of the company that Margaret works for, the fashion company that she works for, is called Not Cool Girls, NCG. And that is a nod to a group chat that I had with some friends that really got me through the early stages of the pandemic. Um, it was so nice to have this really delightful group chat. And, you know, we would often joke about how we had no chill and we're not cool at all. So we ended up renaming our group to be called the Not Cool Girls. And that really became the inspiration for naming the fashion company that Margaret works for. Uh, Margaret also does, you know, Zoom dates with her best friend, Rachel, because Rachel's still living in the big city. And so she will, you know, be drinking wine and having Zoom dates with her. She also at one point is starting to clean, clean the house while she's, you know, on speakerphone with Rachel. And both of those are things that I do with a couple of my own besties. So one of my best friends and I, we will have Zoom sparkle dates where we drink bubbly and have Zoom dates together. Um, and another bestie of mine, we will both be cleaning our houses while we're chatting on the phone, on speakerphone. So both of those were, again, nice little nods to those two very dear friends of mine. Um, but, you know, the actual character of Rachel isn't anything like either of those two friends. 
like Rachel herself, the best friend that Margaret has, is not either of my, is not any of my friends. She is completely her own character. It's just these little details about how they connect, how they stay connected while they're in this long distance friendship that is inspired by real life. Um, another thing that is a, a ongoing sort of piece in Small Town Stilettos is that her Aunt Eleanor uh, requested for her ashes to be displayed in an antique milk bottle. That is a direct uh, nod to one of my honorary aunts who has a antique peanut butter jar and she has requested <laughs> that I make sure that her ashes go in there when she passes away. So <laughs> I felt like it was necessary to include that. And then the last thing that I wanted to mention with kind of the, the little inspirations and nods and things like that throughout the story is that the name of the town, Fort Edwin in Small Town Stilettos, is a nod to Twilight <laughs> because there's, you know, that moment when, um, when Charlie, Bella's dad, refers to Edward as, I think he calls him like Edwin and a couple of other names like that. He can't remember what Edward's name is or he doesn't want to remember. Um, and so I just, I've always found that particular, uh, you know, way that Charlie would act around that, Bella's dad. I always thought that that was very charming. And so the town is actually named after that specific type of thing. I also did kind of like the idea of including that in because in Twilight, it's a really tiny town and it just, it, it fell in line very beautifully. So it's just a fun little, little piece there. Whenever you are writing things that are inspired by real life, I do think it's very, very important to make it your own. There is a difference between homage and inspiration versus copying and plagiarism. There is a huge distinction between these. So that's why I just wanted to point out, you know, as I'm kind of sharing these different pieces with you that were inspired by real life, you can see how the aspects of them have been changed to be fictionalized. So I'm not, you know, taking, taking things that people have said to me and using their words and adding them into dialogue in my books. That's not what I'm doing. Um, there have interestingly been a couple of cases when I have written dialogue into my books and then people have ended up saying things very similar in real life after the fact, which is always just fascinating to me when that, when things like that happen. Um, but yeah, so I just, I want to kind of mention that, that it's really, really important anytime that we are doing this type of creative work, we really want to think of it as what is an homage, a nod, an inspired by sort of thing? And how can I make this my own? How can I fictionalize this as opposed to, oh, this thing happened or I was in this town and I am now taking this exact, this exact real life scenario and just plopping it into my book, right? We don't really wanna do that. We always wanna play with it and do some kind of spin on it to really create your own version, to truly fictionalize it, to truly have it as inspired by. So that is what I wanted to share with you for today. Just a few little examples of things that were inspired by real life and incorporated into small town stilettos. 
Now, again, Small Town Stilettos is going to be released very soon on Tuesday, July 25th. You can pre-order it on Amazon. It's also available on Goodreads. There are already some reviews up from early readers. So you can see what other readers are saying about the book um, on Goodreads. So you can access those links by, you know, you can search on Goodreads or Amazon Small Town Stilettos or visit saganmorrow.com slash books. And I will also post those links in the show notes below. All right, that my friend is a wrap for today's episode of Indie Author Weekly. Access the show notes for this episode, including all links and additional resources at saganmorrow.com slash podcast and share your thoughts on this episode on Twitter or Instagram. My handle is at saganlives. And if you have anything else that you're wondering about with this story, if you have any questions for me or topic ideas for future episodes of the Indie Author Weekly podcast, then you can submit those at saganmorrow.com slash question. Please take two minutes to rate and review Indie Author Weekly on Apple Podcasts, or if you are watching this episode on YouTube, subscribe to my channel and give this video the thumbs up. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I will see you next week for another episode of Indie Author Weekly.